So for those of you who don't know who I am, I, Jimmy introduced me a little bit, but um, Gavin, my wife is Jessica. She was up here singing this morning on the worship team. We have four kids. Uh, we've been coming since the start of Lifeway. I serve on the worship team as well, and I also serve as an usher uh, on Sunday mornings. And I just wanna start by telling you guys a little bit about myself, my story. Um, so I grew up in a Christian home. And I went to a charismatic church, which is a church that believes in the Holy Spirit and spiritual gifts and radical expressions of worship. And I accepted uh, Jesus as Lord in my life at the age of five. I don't remember it, but my parents said we were at the beach and I came up to them and, and said, I want to accept Jesus into my heart. And so obviously I was seeing what they had experienced in their life and I wanted that. So that's why I, uh, when I started, but I radically became uh, committed to Jesus in 2009. I was out at, uh, in Kansas City at the International House of Prayer. They had a conference out there in December, and uh, it, God was just moving out there, and, and I was filled with the Holy Spirit there. And shortly after that, I joined Gateway House of Prayer, which was in Ephrata, and that's the ministry Jimmy started. Awesome ministry. And uh, that's where our, um, I started to get to know my wife, Jessica, as well. But there we would uh, we'd worship. 24-7, uh, there was always somebody there. There was um, a lot of times full worship teams, sometimes just like one person up on the stage playing their guitar, singing worship to God. And we would uh, we'd do that at, uh, for two-hour time slots. And so um, I felt the closest to God the more time I would spend in the prayer room. And one time uh, while serving there, I was on the worship team playing guitar and I just, I closed my eyes and I just started thinking about God. And he gave me a vision of, of Jesus on the cross. And I saw him in front of me and he looked up at, he looked up at me and right in the eyes, he stared at me and he said my name real, real soft. He just said, Gavin, like he called my name. And it was, it was an awesome time. And what I could, what, I, what happened was he was showing me his love for me and what he really did. Like I knew my whole life what he did for me, but it was a new revelation, a new way he revealed a new, a new way of thinking um, in my heart for what he really did for me. Um, and from that place, I felt, his, I felt his compassion and his love for me and other people. And when I would worship, a lot of times, we, you know, other times, other weeks, what I would do is I would just close my eyes and I would think about that vision he gave me and think, this is why I'm doing this. Like, because he died for me and he's worthy of my praise. And I didn't, I wasn't trying to make it a big deal or anything. It's just like, I just wanted to worship him. And it just was coming from the inside out. The more time I would spend with him in the prayer room and, and uh, in my own uh, time with God. Um, and it was just awesome. And, and I wasn't trying to worship when I would be doing that, but I simply was responding in worship just by closing my eyes. And then from that place being like, yeah, like I'm ready to go. And really what was happening is who he is impacted who I am, and I could only respond with heartfelt gratitude. That's what worship is. It's a response to who God is and what he's doing in our lives. Have you ever felt goosebumps or been overcome with emotion during a worship song? Anyone? I have, for sure. And what's, what was happening there is your body was responding to God. A lot of times um, I'll play Legos with my, my kids and Ari is our, our second born um, and he's really into Legos. And sometimes 
I'll be off doing something else with Jess in the kitchen, and he'll come out and be like, Daddy, look what I made for you. And I'm like, sometimes I pick it up, and I'm just like, how did you make that? Like, I know he's seen me do it, but he's like, he's like three years old, and he comes out with this awesome creation, this crazy thing. And I'm like, I wouldn't even have thought of that. And he's like, Daddy, I made this for you. Other times, my daughter Evelyn, she likes drawing and stuff. In fact, she drew, drew me some stuff during the first service, maybe because she heard me say something about her drawing. But she'll come up to me and be like, Daddy, I drew this for you. And it's like, it's just super cool seeing what kids will do for you and how they, how they uh, grow. But they made something for me, right? I'll come home from work sometimes, and my wife, uh, Jessica, stays at home with the kids. And a lot of times, she's constantly cleaning things with four kids, know what I'm saying? Uh, organizing things. And, and so, you know, she might ask me or tell me kind of like, you know, about her day or what kind of things she's done. But a lot of times I'll walk in and I'll, I'll see what, she, what she's been up to, you know, and it's like, oh, wow. Like sometimes I'll affirm her or, or maybe she'll ask me, but maybe t- sometimes not. And I'll, I'll say, hey, it looks really ni- nice and clean around here. Good job. Or, or I really like the way you've organized this area. And so that way we can uh, uh, use that area better. And in both cases with my kids and my wife, they're simply looking for a response from me for something they did for me, right? Expressions of worship are a response to the experience that we're having with God. And today I want to share with you guys some ideas from the Bible about how we can respond to God. And I understand that a lot of us here are from different backgrounds. There, there could be some of you that are Catholic or come from a Mennonite background or, or whatever. I shared where I came started, but... The bottom line is that we really just use this message and, and this time and, what, and ask God, what's he speaking and, and how can I express myself to God in a new way, right? So we're in a series called Undone, as Jimmy mentioned, and, and Joanna spoke last week about that. She mentioned about how to undo some things so we can redo some things, right? Because sometimes we need to start over. We get into some bad habits. Every, everyone knows that in life, right? Um, so we need to evaluate where our hearts are at and possibly make some changes. And that's what I feel like that, that's always happening in life. It's, it's just how you grow. Um, so we might need to build a new heart of worship and through methods of worship and, and things that we do to God. So we can respond to God by singing. And most of you did that this morning during worship, and it was awesome, right? Yeah. Colossians 3 says, Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs of, from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Psalm 96, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, praise his name, proclaim his salvation day after day. First Corinthians fourteen fifteen. so what shall I do? I will pray with my spirit, but I will also pray with my understanding. I will sing with my spirit, but I will also sing with my understanding. So I've talked to some people before, and I've heard of other people talking to people that might say things like, I'm not really into music, or music so I'm not, really, I'm not really into worship. I kind of just like the messages or whatever. And, you know, there's people out there that say that. And what I start thinking when I hear that kind of thing is, like, how can that be true when the Bible is so clear? Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord. You know, like those verses that I just read are, are literally in the Word of God. And one thing I thought about recently was if, if we say that and we say, I'm not into music, so I'm not really into worship, it's kind of like saying, I don't really like reading, so I'm not going to read the Bible, you know? 
the Bible's God's word, but worship is an expression to God for something he did and something we, need, we all need to do. We're all called to do that. It's not about the song that we're singing either. So I've heard people say, and I've done it to myself, it's like, oh, that song's so old, or that song's so overplayed, or I don't really like those kind of songs. I'm more of like a, like a hymn person, or I don't really like the, the hymns. I like the upbeat techno, techno stuff or whatever. And, you know, it's like back in the day, I remember people saying like, oh, the, the, there's an older song. It's called Come, Now is the Time to Worship. Come, now is the time to... Nice. Okay, stop there, stop there. You guys are just so into it. Maybe we should just keep going now. But really, what I, what I think when I hear that is like, yeah, that, that song might be overplayed, but that's an opportunity to give God praise and worship that he deserves, right? So when we come here on Sunday mornings, it's a little different. Maybe if you're in your car and you're like, oh, that song comes on, you're like, oh, I'll skip that song or whatever. That's fine. But when we're here on Sunday mornings, I don't want to just feel like, oh, you know, we're doing this song again, oh, whatever. It's like, no, there's always more revelation we can get and more praise we can give to God by just letting our heart go deeper in that, right? There's a time to sing and there's also a time to maybe be silent. And sometimes when I come in on a Sunday, and we start singing something, if I feel like my heart's not engaged in what I'm singing, I'm just kind of like out of memory, just praise the name of the Lord our God. You know, I'm just like doing that. I'm just like, a lot of times what I do is I'm like, wait a minute, let me just stop and just let me close my eyes and really think about what's going on here and like who God really is, right? Because if you picture what's happening in heaven right now, it's not like praise him. It's like people are falling on the ground and doing crazy things because they can't, they can't even like look at him. You know, he's so holy. So there is a time, but there is a time to be silent and be like, let me get my heart right first, but not wait there too long or be there all the time where it's like, I just come in and it's like, yeah, I just want to think in my heart. It's like, we have to express ourselves and praise sometimes, sometimes, but there is a time to express and a time to reflect, right? Psalms 43 verse 5 says, why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. And what this verse tells me is sometimes, regardless of where we're at, we just need to sing our way into the truth. We need to, we need to want to have the revelation on the inside and let that come out. And sometimes it needs to just be a sacrifice. You know, last week, Joanna had talked about Job and all the things that happened to him. And at the end of that, literally, like, I can't, think of, I can't think of how it could get any worse than what happened to him. And at the end of that, he bows down on his knees and he says, praise be to God. And I'm like, like, right after that stuff happened, that's like literally right in the Bible. And I'm just like, wow, like, <laughs> that call, that's a sacrifice. You know what I'm saying? We can respond to God by lifting our hands. And that can look a lot of different ways. Psalms 28, verse 2. Hear the voice of my supplications when I cry to you, when I lift my hands toward your holy sanctuary. Thus, I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. Psalm 63. Psalm 119. My hands also I will lift up to your commandments, which I love, and I will meditate on your statutes. Those are all from the Old Testament, but it's not an Old Testament practice. It's also a New Testament practice. 
1 Timothy 2.8. Therefore, I want the men everywhere to pray, lifting up holy hands without anger and disputing. How many uh, roller coaster freaks do I have in here? You like roller coasters? Anybody? It's like about half of you. Okay. So what do you do when you let loose on a roller coaster? Right there. You stick your hands up, right? You stick them both up. All right? One time I was on the Super Duper Looper at Hershey Park. Now I was with my friend. My mom sent me with a fanny pack so I didn't lose all my stuff. Okay? And I said to my friend, hey, you're going to take your glasses off. Do you want to put those in here? And he's like, oh, I'll just, I'll just put them on my lap under the bar. It's fine, you know? And this was like the first time I was on a loop roller coaster. So we're going on that thing. We're going upside down. And I see his glasses like, ah, like falling. And I was like, oh. So I grabbed them and I, I, I held them until I caught them. And then we finished the ride and stuff. And I was like, so you want me to, want me to keep those in here for now? He just needed a little bit of humility. I mean, my mom was great. She made me wear it for good reasons, you know. <laughs> so if you're in a grocery store and someone's robbing the store, they might be like, stick them up, right? And you stick them up. And what are you saying when you do that? I surrender. Don't hurt me, right? Jesus isn't robbing us, but he is certainly worthy of us surrendering our, our lives to him, is he not? Some of you might have seen the uh, video that Jimmy and I made uh, a few months ago called Dad's Day In, and it was when Jess and uh, Lydia went out to do some things, and we had to watch all the kids, and so we were recording all these funny things about how, you know, dads are like, yeah, I got this under control, and then like 20 minutes later, they're like, all right, where's, where's that kid at, and uh, oh gosh, that kid's on the roof, <laughs> and uh, so part of that video was Willie, I was recording him and, and he came running over to me. He's like, Daddy, I want up, I want up. And of course, 20 seconds later, without us even telling him to do it, he's like, I want down, I want down. And we're like, I'm just like on my shoulders. I'm like, oh my gosh. But so just like a child wanting up, God is your father if you've given your life to Jesus Christ. And when he sees you lifting your hands up, I think he's gonna pick you up too. There's a lot of different ways you can raise your hands, and really, it doesn't have to look a certain way. But some of the things that I do when I'm doing it, when I'm lifting my hands like this, I'm just like, God, you are holy. God, I give you my all. I surrender to you. Sometimes I put my hands out like this, and I'm like, God, I feel like I need to receive some, something from you. I feel like you're telling me something. Or even when I feel like I want to give him more, I'm like, I hold out my hands like I'm giving a gift and just be like, God. I give myself to you. Whatever you want to do right now, just do it, God. And believing in faith and expressing that with my hands. So that's just like sometimes what I do. It doesn't mean you have to do that. We can respond to God by bowing before him. Philippians 2, 5 to 11. You must have the same attitude that Christ had. Though he was God, he did not think equally with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave that was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the highest place of honor and gave him the name above all other names. That is the name of Jesus. 
that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue declare that Jesus is Lord to the glory of the Father. So according to this scripture, our humble bowing before Jesus is connected to his humble dying on the cross for us. And maybe you've never bowed before. Honestly, years prior, I didn't really do it very much. And I've been doing it more recently. And it's just an amazing like, act of humility to just bow before God and just be like, I don't, I don't care what people think of me. I, what you did for me is so amazing. I can't, I'm just going to do it. Sometimes I just do it. If I think about it, I'm just like, I'm doing it. Just get down and be like, I don't care. And I stand back up and like, oh, I'm doing it again. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it, it can be a very humiliating thing to do, but how can being God, becoming man and dying on the cross, something you didn't deserve at all, how, what's more humiliating than that? And he, Jesus did that for us, right? And if you're worried about what people are thinking next to you, by the way, don't. Because they're not the ones judging you at the end of this, your life. Jesus is. That's what matters, what he thinks. When I committed my life radically to Jesus in 2009, I was about 18 years old, I decided if I'm going to submit to anything, it's going to be to God, not worldly things, not anything someone else says, hey, you should do this. It's going to be to God and whatever he tells me I should submit to. And if I'm not going to do that whenever I feel like he's calling me to do that. The question is, when will I? And the question is, when will you, if he's calling you to do that? When will you do whatever you can do to express your true, full surrender to God? And why not today? We can respond to God by raising our voice and shouting, Jesus, yeah! It's so fun to do. I love doing it. <laughs> Isaiah 12, 6. Shout and sing for joy, O inhabitant of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. Luke 19, 37. As he was drawing near Jesus, already on the way down to the Mount, the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works they had seen. Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees in the crowd said, teacher, rebuke your disciples. And Jesus answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the very stones would cry out. And if we're not going to lift our voice to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, what is a rock? And I'm not going to let a rock cry louder than, to God than, than me. You know what I'm saying? And Jesus didn't die for a rock. He died for you, and he died for me. Amen? Revelation 5, 12 to 14, saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. And I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them saying to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. And the four living creatures said, amen. And the elders fell down and worshiped. That's what I'm talking about. That's happening now all the time. And that's what we're going to be doing all the time if we give our lives to Jesus. 
What I'd like to do right now is relive a moment, okay, with you guys. How many Eagles fans do we have? Stick them up. Stick your hands in the air if you're an Eagles fan. Okay, a lot less than the first service. But let's all just be Eagles fans right now. Let's pretend you're an Eagles fan. Just for in here, in these, within these walls, I won't, I won't tell anybody. Okay. Now, what, what are we going to relive? We're going to relive the 2018 Super Bowl win of the Eagles, okay? And if you're not an Eagles fan, just pretend it's your, your team that maybe never won before. I don't know. But... So I'm going to recap what happened a little bit in the Super Bowl, okay? So, of course, we had the cool Philly Philly play where Nick Foles tricks him out and he gets in the end zone. He's just like, oh, oh, hey, catches that, scores a touchdown, right? But then the end of the game, the Eagles are up by like eight points. There's a few seconds left on the clock. The Patriots try to deflate their balls quick. And then (laughs) they have the ball... They have the ball down the, way down at the other end of the field, okay? So they have, like, one chance to get it down there. And, like, the Gronkowski guy's, like, there with his huge arm. He's like, I will dominate. And he's, like, ready to catch that thing. But, of course, so I'm going to recap the play that happened. And I'm going to say, all right, Tom Brady bombs the ball. It's incomplete. And the Eagles win. And when I say Eagles win, I want you guys to get pumped and shout and carry on like I know you did at your Super Bowl parties, okay? I've been to some Super Bowl parties and I know how people get pumped at those things, okay? And if, I'm just gonna warn you, if we're not, if we don't get into it, I'm gonna make you do it again, okay? <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna recap it right now. When I say the Eagles win, we're gonna, we're gonna lift up our voices, okay? All right. There's a few seconds left on the clock. The Eagles are ahead by eight. Tom Brady's got the ball. It's snapped. He's bombing it down the field to the, to the players. It's incomplete. And the Eagles win. Oh! Yeah, baby. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. That's what I'm talking about. And that just happens to be my team, too. So thank you for joining me. So now, now that we just did that, there are people out there, maybe you're one of them, that would say, I don't do that shouting thing when we worship. You know, that's just kind of weird. Or when the worship team's like, hey, let's lift our voice to the Lord. Let's shout to the Lord. You're like, why? Why? Why am I doing that? But here's the thing. What we just did there, what we just relived, we're doing that all the time. Whether you're not into sports, maybe you're into board games or pranking people or whatever, and you're like, ah, yeah, you know, like all pumped. We're doing that all the time. The question is, why, if we're going to do that then, why would we not celebrate the victory that Jesus won in our lives and what he did for us when we're worshiping together, right? We have a reason to raise our voice and get excited. We can respond to God by dancing. Psalms 149, let them praise his name with dancing. Psalms 30, verse 11 to 12, you have turned my mourning into dancing. You have taken off my sackcloth and clothed me with joy, that my soul may sing praise to you and not be silent. O Lord my God, I will give thanks to you forever. 2 Samuel 6, 14, wearing a linen ephod, David was dancing before the Lord with all of his might. What does that even look like? While he and Israel were bringing up the ark of the Lord with shouts and sounds of trumpets. 
I can, I can get into dancing pretty hardcore myself. And we all saw the Nyman's dance video. That was pretty epic. Hopefully that thing's saved in the archives. But dancing is a full body expression of worship to God, if that's what you're doing from your heart. And what's cool is in that verse in 2 Samuel that I shared, they're celebrating bringing God, God's presence in, in an ark into the city. But today, he lives inside of us. We don't have to go to like a priest or a tent somewhere to like experience God. He lives inside of us. How much more exciting is that? They shouted and they praised then. It's like, dude, we all have access to that right here, right now, forever. It doesn't get better than that, except for being in heaven. <laughs> so my siblings would, when I was a teenager, like to throw like dance parties and combine that with costume parties and stuff. And we would go pretty wild, you know what I mean? Like, they were Christian dance parties. It was all cool. But sometimes we'd have, like, it was cool because, like, one time I had, like, this green morph suit that totally covered my body. And so we didn't, like, tell anyone I was going to be there, but we'd, I'd be, like, dancing and stuff and be real awkward around people and just, like, yeah, yeah. And they'd just be like, who is that? Oh, my God. Keeps bumping into me. And I, like, was doing it on purpose. But we would go ham, you know? We would go all out, like, till, like, midnight, you know what I mean? And... It was really, like, recently I was thinking about it, I was like, it was when I realized that I would go wild, I would go all out and go ham at those parties, but when it came to worshiping God and, and dancing before God, I was kind of like, oh, I, don't, I don't really know if I want to do that. Like, why? Why would I not do that? If I'm willing to do it for the attention of others, forget that, you know what I mean? I'm going to do it for God. Maybe he's calling us to be more, undig to be undignified for him. We can respond to God by doing whatever, whatever you want. When I get excited, I like to clap. <laughs> Woo! Yeah! Sometimes I'm clapping during worship, and it's like kind of nice. The music's real loud, and you probably can't really hear it as much. But growing up and stuff, when I come in the kitchen and my sisters would be in there, like doing whatever, I'd be like, yeah! And then I'd hear, hear them make comments like years later, like, oh my gosh, Gavin's clap is so loud, it's so annoying. And I was like, oh, jeez. It's like, I think I got that from my mom. She would do that too when she was in the kitchen, like having a good time. It's like, yeah, mom. You know, but I like to clap, but I get excited sometimes too. But you can do whatever you want, right? You can clap, you can tap dance, you can headbang, you can do whatever you want. If it's from your heart and it's for God, do it. You know what I mean? He's worthy of it. Let's talk about our hearts. You've seen me mention that, and you've seen me pointing to my heart several times so far. And the reason we need to talk about our heart and our inward motivations is because a heart of worship is a heart that actually worships. And this requires us to take a humble look at ourselves and be like, what am I holding back from you, God? What am I not giving you that I can give you? It requires humility, and it's a heart issue. And if we truly don't get it, we won't give it, right? So we need to want to know what it's about and ask God to help us do that. I, I don't remember even when I stopped doing it, but sometime last year I ended up taking a break from leading worship here at Lifeway, and the real reason was that my heart wasn't in the right place. And it doesn't mean I was like going out and sinning and doing all this crazy stuff that, you know, 
I know some of us do do, but my heart wasn't in the right place and I wasn't living in the overflow. I wasn't spending time with God and recharging myself in the secret place to the side where no one else sees me, like Jesus even went off by himself, right? Um, I wasn't doing that. And I wasn't cultivating a heart of worship from the inside. Like, I'm not saying I was faking while I was up here either. Like, God's, God gives grace to the humble, but, and I would truly try and humble myself, but my heart wasn't in the right place. And what I realized is I lost sight. That, that revelation that I shared with you about Jesus on the cross and looking at me and saying my name, you, I'm, I know a lot of you, uh, some of you other people have things that he showed you like that too. But I, I realized I lost sight of that. It was when I would think about that that I didn't feel heart connection anymore. I wasn't like moved by that. I wasn't like, that's powerful, God. I, I, know, I, I know why you're worthy. And it was when I, I realized like I, I wasn't, I didn't have that anymore. But I am gonna come back to lead worship here at Lifeway, okay? But first, I'm coming back to the heart of worship in my life. And I know what that looks like, and I'm gonna pursue that, right? And some of us need to come back to expressing ourselves in authentic worship to God. I know, I know some of you that are here that you used to, you were like on fire for God, and then you just kinda like drift in, you're like, oh, you know, I go to church, I'm comfortable and stuff, you know? But we can't do that. Like, Jesus is far more worthy of our praise and worship than that. And some of us simply need to step out in faith and humility and believe that we do and we always have more to give to God. And I'll just say this, it's not very easy to do that and to live in the overflow where your just heart, it's just pouring out. And you're just like, I can't wait to worship you, God. When I come on a Sunday morning, I'm not gonna wait till they do the cool song like at the end or whatever. I'm gonna just be like, ah! I just wanna worship you right now, like before they even start playing and singing. Like that's where we wanna be. Everyone here has a next step, no matter where you're at. And we can't make excuses. And I understand that you might feel overwhelmed by a lot of the things that I shared about how we can respond to God and express ourselves in worship. But I think the next step for a lot of us here is to just pick something. There could be one of those things that you're like, yeah, you know what? I did feel like I should raise my hands one time and worship to, to show God that I love him and, and that I worship him, but I didn't. Or you might say, I just don't, I just didn't do that thing before. Just pick something and go with that. And maybe it's something I didn't even mention. You know, like I said, you can worship God however you want. He's the one that should be telling you what he thinks of it, not someone else. I'm not naturally a public speaker. I'm naturally a musician and a worship leader. And so, but I have had it on my heart for a long time to share about worship. And God has put a lot of things on my heart, like years ago, like, like some of the stuff I've even shared with you today, I've been saying to people, my friends and stuff for years. And he's put that on my heart. And recently Jimmy was mentioned about um, talking about worship sometime soon. And I didn't say anything to him, but I prayed. I said, God, if I'm supposed to talk about worship, Jimmy will ask me. He'll just come and ask me. And one week later, he asked me. Jimmy gave me permission to speak to you guys today. 
But the thing is, you don't need permission from somebody to express yourself to God and to worship Him the way that He's calling you to. And you don't need to dial it down to be like, uh, people aren't really dancing here, people aren't really jumping here. If He's calling you to do it, jump in and do it. You know what I'm saying? The bottom line is I want my whole body and my whole self to be surrendered to God and whatever that looks like, it doesn't matter to me. I will become undignified. I'm gonna invite you guys to stand up if you would. Maybe you've never felt compelled in, in your heart to really even express yourself and, and worship God in any of the ways that I talked about. Maybe you're just like, no, nah, like I wasn't, I was never there. And maybe you simply don't know how good God is to us. And just like us, you know, cheering for your sports team and, and the team scoring a touchdown and celebrating that, what's happening inside is your heart's connecting to the value of the goal that was scored against the opposing team. And in this life, we have an, an opponent and it's the devil. And what he does is he seeks to destroy us and lie to us about our plan, our God's plans for our lives and our destiny. He's always trying to do that. That's what he was trying to do to Job, right? When he was like, hey, this guy, He's going to curse God when you do all these things to him. It's like, mm, not that guy. And really, the devil wants to derail us. If we're on a train track headed to God, he wants to derail us from getting to God. And God doesn't want that. And that's why he sent his son, Jesus, to die on a cross for our sins, for the, way, for the things that we do human nature to miss the mark. Sin is missing the mark of God. He sent Jesus to die for that. So we're not sinners, but we're saints. We still can have sin in our lives and we need to seek God, but we're not. Once you accept Jesus, you're not a sinner. And he really sent Jesus to give us a holy reset button to just boop, reset, you know? You need to believe that he died for you and that he rose again and accept him in your life if you want to go to heaven. And I want to give people the opportunity to do that today. So I just ask that we bow our heads and close our eyes right now. Just like my kids or my wife looking for a response from me when they do things for me, God's looking for a response from those who truly love him or that have never known him and want to know him by accepting Jesus into their life. And just as you would give a genuine response to someone you love, God's looking for a genuine response from us, from our heart. And here at Lifeway, we don't wanna just express ourselves for no reason, you know? I think that's why a lot, of, a lot of different background people come here because they know there's a hunger. It's not about, it's not really about the stuff we do, it's the hunger inside of our hearts that's pouring out of people that they're like, that's authentic. That's real. And I maybe you didn't, you know, lift your hands in your old church and people do here and it doesn't actually matter anymore. It's just that people are hungry for God and want to be set free. We need to want to know God and not just about him. 
And when we know him, that's when things really change. So if you haven't accepted Jesus in your life yet, I'd like to give you the opportunity to do that right now. Things have been crazy this whole year, 2020. People are crazy. And there's been a lot of things going on, but the reality is that God is in control. And if you surrender your life to him, it doesn't mean you don't have to do anything about that stuff. It just means you don't have to worry about it. He's in control. And if you submit your life to him, he'll take care of you. And just like he did with Job, you know, he blessed him with abundantly more than what he had before anyway, after all that stuff happened to him. So if you'd like to give your life to Jesus Christ today, I just invite you to raise your hand high and keep it up right now. No one's looking. Just raise your hand. He loves you and he wants to know you more. Just, let's just all pray together with the people that raise their hands. Jesus, I accept you as Lord of my life. I want to know you, not just about you. I surrender to you and I will follow your ways. Make me like you today. Amen. All right, let's celebrate with those who said yes to Jesus today. Man, I was just, yeah, I just could feel God's love for you guys this whole week as I was praying and preparing for this message. And uh, that's just so awesome. I'd like to give the opportunity today for everyone here. If you feel like you need to sign back up, you need to sign back up and get on a new path with God again, or maybe you never have, just sign up, you know? I'd like to give that opportunity too. If you feel called to express yourselves more, more in worship, you want to live in, within the overflow, I'd like to give you the opportunity to do that right now. Let's just raise both of our hands. If you want to do that, you want to take it to the next level. God, let's just pray together. Lord, I surrender to you. Let me see what you see, Lord. Give me more revelation of who you are. I want to love what you love and I want to hate what you hate. Take me back to the heart of worship. Show me how to express myself in true worship to you. Amen. Yeah, let's celebrate. Yeah.